guys, and thank you for joining me in another episode of the uh, Thriving on Fat podcast. As per usual in the Monday episode, it is myself, Megan Johnson, with Whitney and Ash, my co-hosts. You might hear my little boy in the background because he's up and about. And we also have another guest with us today, Mr. Zach. How is everybody doing? I'm awesome. Yeah, Ash, uh, Zach's Ash. Ash is Zach's brother. No, Ash is Zach's sister. Zach is Ash's brother. <laughs> Words I cannot say. Zach is my younger brother. Yes. yes, yes, yes. All right. So, how y'all been doing today, this week, and whatnot? I've been good. I've been on PTO all week, so I haven't been working. Yay! Wait. How you doing? Um, she's doing the dishes, so she's walking close. Yes. Uh, I'm a little bit frustrate, frustrated. Because I've been so good, I cheated twice, and I'd lost five pounds, and now I'm right back to where I started. I cheated as well, and I gained no weight. That's why she's frustrated with me. This is why we hate Ash. Yes. And this is why each person's different metabolically. Whitney has to stay a little bit more stringent and get out and exercise along with staying to the, you know, to the nice non-fatty food, fattening foods. Yeah, you can't you can't just control your food. You gotta really cut the carbs, and we just gotta figure out what's metabolically wrong with you, my love. I'm sorry. We're trying to figure it out slowly but surely. Yeah, we. Uh, what was it? The. Yeah. Check out your poop. Uh, <laughs> that can be edited out of podcast. Doesn't mean it will be, but. Why don't you tell them why? Ah, yes, yes. All right, so. Um, there's a possibility what you might have an autoimmune disease, uh, specifically Crohn's, maybe, possibly. We're trying to get it figured out. Um, or she to, may be super lactose intolerant. We don't know. Yes, or super lactose intolerant. And she still has the lactose, so we might have she might have to completely cut that out. And I know I should probably cut it out anyways, but it's just so yummy. Ashy Bear. Yes. How you doing? I'm good. I actually have lost a pound. Well, awesome. about a pound. I was 137.6 today, and I think last time I was 138.6-ish, give or take. Something like that. Somewhere in that, uh, somewhere in that range. So, and where'd you start out at? Uh, when I started the diet originally, yes, I was 158.1. And awesome. how long have you been doing the diet? Since August 18th of this year, 2018. So that's what a month, two months, two months. Yeah, two months. In two months, I've lost twenty-one pounds. Almost two months. It's about six weeks. Yeah, yeah. ten and a half pounds. But like I said, Ash and I are completely different mm -hmm. because I have not lost anything. And another thing that's different about us is Whitney. When she loses her weight, she does it not only with the diet, but she'll go rollerblading. She'll go for a walk. She'll go for a run. I am literally a slug that moves from sedentary position to sedentary position. So I go from the couch to the recliner, to my bed, to the car, to another chair. Every I'm once in a while, right now. every once in a while, we're like, hey, Ashley, let's go do stuff. And then I sit when we do stuff. Sometimes. Um, anyway. So You're my, not always sitting down. 90% of the time. My point is I don't really exercise all that much. And I still lose weight. I would probably be closer to 130, probably like 133-ish, I would assume, if I actually, you know, exercise with regularity. But I don't. 
And then there's Zach. Now, Zach's my brother, as I said, and he's actually not on the keto diet, but he's very interested in the keto diet, hence why he's a part of this podcast today. Talk about the height difference. It's awesome. <sighs> so, Zach, how tall are you? I'm somewhere between 5 foot 11 and 6 foot. You're 6 foot. Yeah. So, Zach is basically, depending on the day of the week, he's close to 6 feet tall, and he's 22. I'm 31, and I'm 5'1 and a half. That and half, that is, half important. is extremely important to her. To put it in even more perspective, my mom's 5'7, my dad's 5'10. I'm the only one that can't get above 5'5, five, 5'6. Five, five, Hi, hey, Grayson. Hansa. Grayson came out to join us. Sorry if you hear some rattling. I think, though, that had a lot to do with your diet when you were young. Because Maybe. Zach, Zach ate a lot when, I mean, yes, it had part to do with genes. But also, you didn't eat when you were a kid any kind of healthy food, and that could have contributed to your height, maybe. Mm, never know. That stuff is murky, to say the or least. Or it could just be genetically stunted. But anyway, Zach's very interested in the keto diet. Um, he does want to learn more about it, so here he is. That's yes, one I of am, many reasons. I am here. Indeed, he is. All right, so, and man... That was to Grayson, not to Zachy. Although you are handsome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, so Ashy Bear. Yeah. How you doing? I'm tired. Good. Zach, do you have any questions so far for me? Uh, yeah, I'll start out with one. I've, I've been always intrigued since I've been here, you know, most of the day to day. And I've just been watching the whole cooking process. I might not have done it myself. So, sorry for n no help there. Yeah, you're good. But anyways, uh, you guys heavily use bacon fat mm -hmm. as a as your main grease to use for cooking. Mm -hmm. Most people, you know, outside of the diet and whatnot, all the experts and whatnot, you know, have been saying, you know, avoid it because you know it's gonna clog your arteries and whatnot what what is it about what's the common like misconnection mm -hmm. of bacon fat because in the keto diet it's one of the main if not the main thing you use to cook with mm -hmm. as opposed to diets outside of that you know they're always saying avoid you know high fat mm -hmm anything so yeah. like what what about the keto diet is like why is converting your body to fat mm -hmm. like to use fat as energy like so so much better than other diets well let's see to take it one part at a time you're good i like it um Sorry, Grayson's getting a diaper change right now. <laughs> uh, to take it in parts, the reason that um, bacon fat has been demonized for so long is because it's what's called a saturated fat. Saturated fats are stable at room temperature and they're solid at room temperature. So think things like uh, bacon fat, lard, which is pig fat, tallow, which is beef fat, or butter, which is... Um, milk fat and coconut oil, which is also a saturated fat that is room, uh, stable at room temperature. Those have been, con uh, were connected to things like heart disease in the 1950s by a man named Ansel Keys. Um, he saw correlations in 
the amount of fat you eat and your risk for heart uh, for heart disease and heart attacks. And so he ran with it and he ended up uh, developing a hypothesis in his way, proving the hypothesis and running forward with it. The only problem is that his main study was something called the seven country study. And he, it was an epidemiological study, which an epidemiological study is basically um, they intake you and then they give you maybe like a 30 to 60 page document and you write down everything you've eaten in the past, you know, well, one year and then it goes into three years and so on and so forth. And so basically you're remembering everything you ate for the past year, at least. And they use all of that food information data. They crunch it through a bunch of numbers and it's, you know, they, um, they try to single different things out to, so there's not confounding factors. So for example, people like Ash wouldn't be necessarily put in the same category as people like Whitney in ideal circumstances. Uh, the only problem with his epidemiological study is that originally he had 22 countries, not just six. And what he did is he basically cherry picked the ones that would prove his hypothesis. So because he basically kind of cheated. In a matter of speaking, but statistically he was allowed to do this mm-hmm. because that's what, that's the flaws with epidemiological studies. And if you took all 22 countries rather than six of them, it was basically like a scatter plot where everything's everywhere. And there was very, there was no correlation because um, different people in like the same country, but different parts of the country, if I remember correctly, like if they took data from one part versus another, it would show like the exact opposite. And so he had his hypothesis. And then there was a second hypothesis around the same time by a man named um, John Yetkin. John Yetkin believed that instead of fat causing heart disease, he, um, he noticed that sugar causes heart disease. And so his hypothesis, what's up? Are you looking for Rasper? I'm not sure. Oh, right there. Right there. By the footprint. There you go. And so John Yetkin's hypothesis was that sugar was what caused heart disease. And um, he did, he looked at the exact same uh, 22 countries that Ansel Keys did. And he noticed that there was a more of a correlation with uh, sugar and heart disease, not just in the six countries that Ansel found, but, or Mr. Keys or whatever you want to call them, uh, not just the six countries, but all 22 countries, you saw more of a, um, the more sugar they ate, the more heart disease they ate. So basically, instead of using mainly the fat part of his research, he just switched it to sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, well, he, that actually was more of a contribution to mm-hmm. heart disease than just fat. Mm-hmm. In fact, actually fat was better for you than sugar. Mm-hmm. That's what um, John Yetkin figured out. And the main thing is, is um, there's a book called The Cholesterol, The Great Cholesterol Myth. And in that book, they go over, um, they talk a little bit about Ansel Keys and they talk a little bit about John Yepkin as well. But their main thing is, is heart disease from what they've uh, figured out. It, I'm forgetting the name of them, but I know one of him, one of them, uh, sorry, two people wrote the book. One of them is a cardiologist and the other one, I'm not sure what he does, but he's a doctor as well. And Basically, they figured out that there are four main contributing factors to heart disease. It's sugar, 
no, it's oxidation, inflammation, stress. And I'm forgetting the fourth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it they call it the four horsemen of aging. It's, um, so the way that heart disease happens is that basically your, um, glycation, that's what the other one is. Basically what happens is inflammation is in your body due to stress, due to, um, excess sugar. <laughs> You're good. Due to excess sugar. Um, through oxidation and all those things. And it's not the saturated fat. That's the problem. It's the sugar and all the things that cause um, the inflammation to happen just in general. And it's that excess inflammation that basically um, makes the cholesterol in our body, the triglycerides in our body sort of work against us uh, because the reason that saturated fat is supposed to be so bad is because of the cholesterol, because when you eat cholesterol, it's supposed to clog your arteries. However, the, it will not clog your arteries if you do not have oxidation first caused by sugar and stress and a few other things. I will say, I'm sorry, total jumping in here. Um, good. One way that I, know that this diet at least is working for me aside from the fact that I'm losing weight but hello, mm -hmm. I could lock myself in a room and just not eat period mm -hmm. I would still lose weight it would just mm -hmm. not be healthy yeah. so a way that I know that this works for me and it's in working in a healthy way is I'm losing weight but I also regularly test my blood sugar I regularly look at what my body fat percentage is you know so I'm, I'm doing a lot of things to keep an eye on that to see if those levels go mm -hmm. you know off the charts yeah right. but that is why generally like that, that is the core reason why we thought that heart disease was caused by fat because at the, because it all started with, you know, Ansel Keys and, um, and as he start, hmm? what's up? Beto and Cruz are tied right now. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Important. That can no. be edited out. Yeah. You're good. Anyways. Um, so the main thing is that John Yutkin um, basically ended up when he finished his career, not many, not as many people took him as seriously as Ansel, as they took Ansel Keys because Ansel Keys was, he's the kind of guy that I'm not going to be wrong and I'm going to prove you wrong. Even if it means me using the same logic against you to prove you wrong. Um, I know that's slightly, slightly convoluted, but that's, he was a very forceful man in his um, ideas. Well, it seemed to work. Yes, it worked very, very well because he got a lot of people behind him. Yes, the food's probably ready. Um, <laughs> 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 Sorry, Ash was trying to get my attention. Um, we communicate very well with that. Uh -huh. uh, but that's basically how we ended up believing that saturated fat is bad. And then from there, it was a snowball effect. And... Have you ever heard of something called an echo chamber? Yes. Yeah. So you basically just, you keep getting the exact same thing bounced back at you. And that's sort of what happened because all of the naysayers against the diet heart hypothesis, which is what Ansel Keys' hypothesis was called, they sort of stopped getting government funding because the government wasn't supporting them. And so, and so slowly it just became a self-perpetuating thing until... You know, like throughout the whole entire th um, 
process of like believing that saturated fat was bad for you, there's been many different people, you know, who'd come up and be like, Hey, that's not bad. And then they just sort of go away. Like, uh, Dr. Atkins in the sixties and no, in the seventies or eighties, he had his book and then they republished it in the early two thousands. And it's been, what's up? As a side note, while you're talking about Dr. Atkins, Mm -hmm. one thing I would just like to put out there, I'm not an expert on Atkins at all, by the way, but just to clear up some misconceptions, he didn't die of a heart attack. Oh, no, he died skating. Wasn't it skating? No, No. he fell and hit his head. Yeah, I thought it was ice skating. It was in his his house. I think think it was off his house. I think think he fell off a ladder, but I'm not an expert. By the way, he died as of uh, results from complications from hitting his head, but the reason I even bring that up is you said Atkins, and there is a huge misconception out there that Atkins, who had very similar beliefs to what the keto diet follows, died because of heart disease and a heart attack. Yeah, that's and what some people say. So a lot of the Atkins diet is frowned upon by people because they're like, well, why am I going to follow something that killed the guy that created it? It didn't kill the guy that created it. And I was one of those that vehemently was like, yeah, Atkins is, is not the smartest guy to be following because he died of a heart attack. And it was actually Whitney that pointed out to me at one point before you guys were even doing the keto stuff. that you yeah. know who and, and it was Megan that pointed it out to me because yeah. I thought he died from a heart attack. And then Megan <laughs> because pointed your it mom. out. Yeah. Because my mom. And then Megan pointed it out to me. And so I researched mm-hmm. it. And then I pointed it out to Ash. He did not die of a heart attack. No. Just putting it out there. I thought it was during like he was like skating outside or something. But I could be wrong. Time. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did not die from a heart attack. Anyways, um, a lot of different people have sort of popped in and out of uh, the, you know, the limelight who have, yeah, who have been similar to keto or uh, Atkins or something similar to keto is primal or paleo, which is honestly more of what Whitney and I do because it's more of um, primal and paleo is basically food quality, not just high fat, low carb. So Atkins did at one point have a heart attack, but it was not because of his diet. It was because of a chronic infection. He Mm -hmm. actually died at the age of 72. Uh, What caused it was nine days prior to his death, he fell and hit his head on an icy New York sidewalk and then nine days later died from traumatic brain injury. Had nothing to do with his diet. Yeah. When heart attacks occur, it can either be... Uh, chronic infection, it can be something due to diet, or it can be like um, a misfiring in like the circuitry in your heart to, you know, compare it to a computer. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so that's how uh, keto and high carb, low or low carb, high fat is um, how it isn't necessarily bad for you. And you're the second part of your question was why is fat a better, more sustainable fuel than carbohydrates, right? Uh, Carbohydrates. The awesome thing about them is when you like, I know (laughs) soda doesn't do anything for you now, but say you were to drink more soda than you normally do it. You feel like a rush in blood sugar, like you're ready to, you know, tackle anything. And then Generally, after that, you crash. Yes. And that's what carbs do. They burn fast. They they burn fast and hot. But at the end, you're like... You feel worse. Yes. When you originally start. Mm-hmm. That's why after you eat carbs, you usually feel sleepy. 
Mm-hmm. Like if people, they're like, oh, like Thanksgiving, they're like, oh, I just had all that meal. It's because I ate so much it's that I. Because of all the tryptophan. Yeah, it's because of all the tryptophan, which you eat tryptophan with bread usually. No, but I <laughs> tryptophan mean, is in turkey to make you sleepy. But they said it was turkey, but a lot of people eat turkey and bread. Right. And well, <laughs> it, no, 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 no. It's not just the bread. It's think about what you do for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You have a small portion of turkey. Then you have the mashed potatoes. You have the bread. You have the bread pudding. You have the you have the gravy. Basically, you you overeat and you eat a bunch of stuff that's not good for you. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's it's a lot of high sugar, high carbs, along with that larger than normal portion of turkey. Uh, handsome you're good you're handsome and so what it a lot of it boils down to is carbs they burn fast and they burn hot you handsome man oh you want this here you go oh let's not do that that's a recipe buddy What is going on here? All right. So carbs burn fast and hot. And in your body, you only have about 2,000 calories of carbohydrate stores because carbs are stored in your body as glucose, which is where blood glucose comes from. And in your muscles, it's stored as glycogen. Glycogen is the fuel substrate that your um, muscles can utilize for like uh, if you're just like – say sprint again uh, across to catch a bus or run from a hyena or try and outrun run a noogie from out. A hyena? Uh, yes. A hyena? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But We're in Texas. We're not even in the But I run after a bus while a hyena chases me at least once a week. Word. However... And they're, I'm running from you trying to give me a noogie. Right? They're memorable <laughs> ideas. You will remember these things. Okay, guys? Yep. And so your body only has about 2,000 calories of carbohydrates stored in your body at any one time. And when you stop using that, uh, if you've heard any, if you've done any um, looking into like marathon running or running of any kind, there's this thing called a bonk, which happens when your body is completely depleted of any blood sugar of any glycogen because you've hit a wall and you cannot go any further. And that's when you're running off of carbs. However, when you run off of fat, um, anybody's body has at least a 10,000 calories of fat at least because I have a little bit more, right? For me, for example, I'm like what? 20, 20 some odd uh, percent fat. Ash is 28% fat and ash uh, wits about maybe 30% fat. And so that's, when your body is running on fat, you can either run on the fat you eat or the internal fat you have. And so it's just, it's, it's not as good for the quick bursts of energy, but when you're running on fat, you can run slowly, slow and sustained all day it's long. It's better for the long term. Mm-hmm. Think of a diesel car rather than, you know, Mario and Dreddy's car that can go very, very fast, but it's very high octane, if that makes any sense. Right. And so... When you cut the carbs, you increase the fat, you're teaching your body to be able to not just utilize the car, the, you know, 2000 carbs you have in your, mm-hmm, the fat, because you'll burn carbs in the absence or you will burn fat in the absence of excess carbohydrates. 
um, like for instance, you can just think of it as if you have a high carb diet, all of a sudden you just get to that point where you're like, I'm hangry. Mm-hmm. I need food right now or I'm going to pass out. Yes. I'm going to, if you're running off fat, you can be like, okay, I'm hungry, but I can wait. Yes. I can wait a couple hours. I can wait a couple days, but I, I, I can wait. You don't get that sudden urge to eat because you are so yes. freaking hungry that you have to eat now. Right. Think of the Snickers, Snickers commercial. You're not you when you're hungry. That's You're not you when you're hangry and you're hankering for another sweet treat. But when you're fat adapted and you're using fat as your primary fuel, you don't have to worry about that hangriness as much because it just doesn't happen very often. All right. We got to cut this podcast short. But does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Awesome. Do you have any further questions? Not at the moment, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot <laughs> right. of info it, to take in. It's a lot in. to take in. I hope I didn't go no too high or too much because it takes everything you know and it flips it backwards. It flips yes, it 180 degrees. Yes, <laughs> it's. It's it's like it's like what that's good what butter what are you talking about? Well, yeah, because in in society like it, ever since I was little, you know, it's mm-hmm. always been said don't use a lot of butter, you don't use yeah. you know this that. Don't use a lot mm-hmm. of margarine. Yeah, and um, if you um, want to know a little a lot more about the um, the Ansel Keys and like the whole science and the history behind that, I have uh, Nina Teicholtz, the Big Fat Surprise. Gary Taub's, um how we get, why we get fat and what to do about it. And also his other book, um, no <laughs> smart, butt. um, Gary Taub's also has a book, good calories, get, uh, bad calories. If you'd like to read any of them, you totally can. And I can let you borrow them. We, we also have them on audiobook. Yes. So if you're more keen to that while you're playing Xbox, we could do that as or well. Or walking. Right. Oh, yeah. Or walking. Because I walk a lot while I'm catching my Pokemon. Heck yeah. Hey, Pokemon if, Go. If you're going to be walking, you might as well be getting Pokemon. Don't darn it. All right, good, good. I'll get you your water. There you go. Here's all righty. And we will. Oh. Are you giving a meatball to, uh, to Zach? Yep. Let me know what you think. How do you like your high-fat meatball, sir? How do you like... <laughs> right? We're going to get a live reaction. Right? That's actually really good. <laughs> All it is is meat, spices, and... <laughs> Ash is doing a victory lap. I made that all by myself. You did. Using Megan's recipe, thank you. <laughs> Parmesan meat and spices. That's, That's all it is. And it, oh, and an egg. And one egg. Yes. I do like the fact that there's Parmesan. It gives it a nice right? flavor. And you know, it doesn't really, you don't have to add much to it. Mm-hmm. And you don't even need the, like most people put breadcrumbs in it just to keep it held together. But if you do the Parmesan instead of the breadcrumbs. Basically, yeah. it's a better substitute because it's actually mm-hmm. got flavor. Right? Because breadcrumbs, the only reason they taste good is because of all the extra cred, the uh, extra seasoning. Not to mention that uh, that was extremely juicy. Like, it's not a there's no dryness at all. Right. Is that something you would eat as a snack? No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I could I could see myself eating that entire, <laughs> right, like, that entire tray of meatballs as a snack. <laughs> as a snack, yes, only as a snack, as a right? No, but that was that, that was very delicious. Awesome. I awesome. will often eat multiples of those, like three or four of them, as my meal. Like that was some hot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Zach, I just want to let you know a 
guy that can cook is a commodity to a woman. <laughs> I'm just saying, you could cook that easily for Coral. So when she gets home from work, you can say, hey, I didn't play Xbox all day. Here you go. I mean, let's be honest. I made that. I don't know, ma'am. Miss, I don't cook. Okay, I cook now. Right? I don't cook for me. Eh, you don't need gourmet to, well, you know, sustenance. Exactly. Yeah, nobody knows how to cook right out of the room. Exactly. It's literally, it just takes practice. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe some people are born with it. But he they, was born they, and he was like, bam, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, goodness. Let Here, me put this in the oven. Here's a five-course meal. It's more like I'm out of you. Ah! <laughs> I'm still recording. That's fine. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure you know. <laughs> I want everybody listening to envision the baby emerald popping up going, bam! Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but anyway, it, it does take a little bit more preparation to be keto, mm -hmm. but it's not any more preparation than what you would do when going to the store. So going to a yeah. store, you decide what you're going to eat. Okay, grab all the crap and eat it. Or you could go to the store and have a meal plan saying, okay, we need this, this, and this. All I need time now is to cook it. Right. Yeah. And, and if you ever need a divorce, it's word. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And you don't need to be keto. The main thing is just if you're wanting to have a healthier diet, if you want to do high fat, that's awesome, but you don't have to. Like there's um, – if you really, really, really want to boil it down to its essence, uh, it's basically no sugars, no grains, little starch. Um, and it's, if you want to get a little bit more in depth with it, there's paleo, which is like, you know, no, um, sugar, no grains, no beans, lentils, you know, just if you kick the high carb stuff out of your diet, you will naturally be low carb. It's just the main thing you focus on is meat, veggies, and, um, whatchamacallit, fruit on occasion. And all the dairy work. Yes, as long as you're not Whitney and you're lactose intolerant. Or something. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> I want to say one thing. <laughs> Sorry. I you just, always want to say no, one thing. No, yeah, I do always want to say one thing. That's no, cool. I, I just wanted to uh, point right. this out because Megan annoys me a lot because she's like, oh my, she's been on keto for a lot longer than I have. She does it a lot stricter than I do. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up. Just eat the freaking food or drink the freaking soda. I don't want to hear it. Well, the other day, um, I've been doing keto pretty strict now for a little while, and we went to a, have breakfast, and I got some eggs and some bacon and a little cup of fruit, and I was just chowing down with my unsweet iced tea, going to town, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, they brought me grapes. I love grapes. I love pineapple, and all of a sudden, I had two grapes, and I could not eat them anymore because they were so sweet. I took one bite of the pineapple and I just felt like the sugar, the natural sugar, once you get from fruit caked to my teeth, it felt so disgusting. Like I could eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, no problem, but eating those three pieces or those three bites of fruit really had me like, okay, this is really sweet. And that's what, uh, honestly, I think keto, there's no science behind this, but I think it does change your taste buds to where you don't crave that sugar anymore. Um, I, if you remember correctly, I think there actually have been studies shown um, that it does. It's yeah. Now, I still crave chocolate. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it doesn't take away my craving for chocolate, but it um, like super sweet things like fruit and everything. I used to crave fruit and I don't crave it anymore. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. 
and there's um, what you're talking about is the satiety factor of foods. It's um, basically what it's called is hyperpalatability. It's when things are way more sugary than they should be in the case of Reese's and more sugary than you're used to in the case of the tropical fruit. Sometimes it happens. And when you're accustomed to not eating as much sweet things, like you could have a berry and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or in my case, I have broccoli and it tastes sweet to me. I'm sorry. Like I said, crazy. Just eat the freaking broccoli. I didn't say it was bad. I just said it was sweet. It's a good that it's sweet. Meanwhile, you can hand me a Pepsi like I had a couple days ago for Halloween, and I'm like, this is delicious. Right? It's still not too sweet to me. Well, just give it some time, ma'am. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like, I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to be too sweet. I want to enjoy the occasional Pepsi. Do it. Plus, I have a case and a half of serving and drink somewhere. <laughs> you still haven't had any? No. Good job. I'm waiting for Thanksgiving. <laughs> And then you're going to drink the entire... Right? Oh, no. And Ash is going to be in a surge coma. And you want to see Ash do laps. That will get her doing laps before she passes out. (laughs) All right. Anyway, let's... All right. Do y'all have anything else to talk about before I wrap it on up? No, I'm good. No, you're good. Good. Ash, you bear? I'm meatballs. All righty. And on that note, thank you guys for joining me in another episode of the Thriving on Fat podcast. If you'd like to check out the show notes for this or any episode of the show, it is thrivingonfat.com forward slash podcast. If you'd like to check out my other podcast that I do, it's called The One Take Stoic, and that'll be at thrivingonfat.com forward slash stoic. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it'll be at thrivingonfat. And if you'd like to...